Welcome into a toast of film, lads. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm one of your hosts, Ebo. And if you can't tell, this is uh, going to be purely Australian today. Uh, Australian for beer as well, because we're uh, representing Australia. And uh, we've got a lot of good stuff on the menu for you today. You know what? We don't just have prawns on the barbie today. <laughs> and a dingo ain't going to get our episode. So let me tell you what we got, you <laughs> Sheilas and blokes. So on today's episode, we have a whole smothering of things to get you that nice down under feeling. We got a review, new movie, The Droy. What's The Droy? I guess you'll find out what The Droy is. We're also going to be doing an Australian episode theme list with some Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi films. But you know what? Before we do all that, we got to do a weekly catch up. <laughs> Man, I hate it when that happens, don't you? Oh my god, man, your accent. Can you I know. believe it? I can't believe it. How are you doing that English accent so well? I know. You know, <laughs> I've studied. <laughs> but guys, you know, we have a good Aussie episode for you. But before we get into that, little weekly catch-up. This weekend at the box office had some cool things happen. Number five, we have The Batman with $6.5 million, bringing its domestic total to $359 mil. Great to see it's it. Pretty good. We had uh, the new Michael Bay joint, Ambulance, yep. debut with $8.7 million. Okay. Lost City, still hanging in there, $9.1 million, bringing its total to $68 million. Pretty impressive for a comedy. Yeah. Uh, the freaking Morbius uh, brought in $10.2 million for yep. uh, $57 million. I don't know how. Oh. And at number one... Sonic the Hedgehog 2 debut with 71 million. Golly. You that's, know, um, that's insane. Keep posted on our channel because I actually saw these movies and I'm going to be doing a special shot to film episode. Yeah. Now, one of these movies, worst of the year contender. Oh, absolutely. But one of the movies, best of the year contender. Really? Yeah, no lie. So you'll have to tune in to see which one. Also, speaking of Australian, Wolf Like Me, a new six-episode show on Peacock, takes place in Australia, starring the Australian Isla Fisher, mm -hmm. about a werewolf. You know, we love our werewolves mm -hmm. on Toast to Film. That will also be reviewed, so make sure to stay tuned for that. But Trey, you know, this week, we got a lot of things going on yeah, this week. Yeah, absolutely. We have tentacles... Coming out on Blu-ray. Love Tentacles from 1977. Yeah. Great Octopi movie. Absolutely. We also have Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, finally on Blu-ray. Cannot wait. Street and Sharks. Let me tell you, mm -hmm. some of the collector's editions for oh, No Way Home amazing. are beautiful. Amazing. And they're doing a whole set now yeah. with all the films as a steelbook set. Looks really hey, nice. Spider-Man No Way Home. Make sure to pick that up. One Absolutely. of the best. We got Street Sharks, the yep. complete series on Blu-ray. Yep. Coming out in theaters, though, we have two interesting movies. Mm -hmm. We have Fantastic Beast 3, yep. The Secrets of Dumbledore, which, which it looks better than the second one. Yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be in between the first and second. Yeah. You know, for me. And 
I'm curious how it's going to be received, you know, yeah. at least box office wise. Well, I'll t- go ahead and tell you that earlier views are not favorable. Yeah, they're not terrible, though. No, they're not, not favorable. They're not Morbius. No, absolutely but not. But something getting great early reviews that comes out this week is Duel. Trey, have you heard of Duel? No. Dude, let me tell you about this movie. It instantly became one of my most anticipated movies. So Karen Gillian, our girl. Yes. Gotta love her. From Scotland. She, she's dying. Sad. You know, when you're dying, it's sad. You know, you want to do something for your friends and family. Yeah. You know, if you're real close. So she clones herself. Well, wouldn't you know it? She figured out a way to stop her illness and save herself. Wow. So she decides, you know what? Clone, I'm sorry, but you're not the real me. So you got to go, man. You you know, you just, there can only be one of me on this planet. And they're dueling. In a bizarre fate, judges get involved and declare, hey, you're the one who messed up bringing this clone into the world. So we're going to give y'all each one year. And at the end of the year, you have to fight to the death because only one of you can exist. That is so interesting. So right off the bat, I have so many questions. Yeah. One, how did she make a clone? Exactly. You know, and then two, these judges coming up with this task for them, Mm. that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But as I'm seeing, it is getting very favorable Mm -hmm. results, which gets me happy. So hopefully they can... And it's a sci-fi comedy. Ah, okay. That makes it a little bit... Anytime you add a comedy, you don't really have to add the story to back Mm -hmm. it up, you know? But I mean, that's a pretty interesting thing. Like, what if you were told, hey... You have one year to get ready to battle this person who is you. Yeah, exactly. And whoever lives gets to be you. Right, exactly. Like, pretty interesting, man. Pretty interesting. Oh, and Trey, I just got to show my boy this. I know y'all can't see this at home. Oh. But they're coming out with a collector's edition dog soldiers. So pretty. Beautiful. So pretty. Still love mine from yeah. Scream Factory. Oh, yeah. This, but you can't beat Scream Factory. I got to say, that is a nice one, though. But guys... As we've mentioned, this is an Australian episode. Absolutely. We're going to get into the new, well, new-ish movie, The Dry. I think it's, what, a year old? Yeah, it's about a year old. You uh-huh. know, starring Eric Bana. Yes. But before we do, we have to toast. Hey, man. And you know, I was going to try and find us something, but I was like, you know what? Let's just go full in on being Americans. Man, there is nothing And get some more... Fosters. Yeah, nothing more Australian than Fosters. It's Australian for beer. Well, buddy, cheers, man. I'm excited for you to try it. Smooth. Just, just a light beer, man. You just can't go and wrong And you can get it. a big boy can for two bucks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, the old oil can, bad. they call them. It's not yeah, bad. not bad at we all. We got the Fosters Premium. Yeah. And... You know what I like? It's, it's a light beer with a little bit of body, you know? It's kind of so, To me, it's kind of like the Budweiser of Australia. Australia, right there, has it, Australia on the can. Sure does, buddy. But, guys, it is time. You know there's two things that anyone who listens to this film knows. Is that Eddie loves all things that are terrible. Mm-hmm. But they have to be terrible, terrible. Not like Morbius terrible. Right. Where it just... A waste of my time. But Absolutely. Also, we know that Trey loves a good murder mystery. Yes. And we have one brought to you by Robert Connolly, 
based on a book by Jane Harper, we have Eric Bana in The Droy. Here's a connection between the two deaths. Where were you that afternoon? Why would I lie? Because Luke asked you to. I need a suspect. Put them under enough pressure and they just crumble. This has got nothing to do with me. You don't know me! Sometimes when this place feels kind of empty Let me go ahead and tell you, this movie exceeded my expectations. Which is saying something because I saw how favorable the reviews were for this Mm -hmm. movie going into it. They did something that we don't normally see. They give you two mysteries in one. They did. And you're unraveling both of them at the same time. You're learning about one when they were younger, and then one while he's older, but they're they're having like an intersection throughout the movie. So constantly the past is coming back to well, haunt them. And Eric Bana's character, he was directly involved yeah. with the murder mystery when he was younger. Right. But this one, he was brought back home to try and uncover. Yeah, exactly. So he's searching for this new one, but he's also reliving his original one. It's kind of like It. Yeah. You know, when the kids are all grown up yep. and they're coming back trying to see what's happening now, but they're reliving what happened to them. Yeah. This was just a lot of fun. And the way they told the story, really smart writing. Yes. And good acting. I, really good acting. And I, I didn't see it coming. They had a couple of moments, which I really appreciated, where I thought I knew who it was. But then it took a. Uh, you know, a sharp turn, and I was totally mistaken. But man, what an experience! Um, I gotta say, um, there was an actress in it. I'm pretty sure this is the right one. Was this the uh, the mom? Yeah. Yep. So Genevieve O'Reilly, who is actually in Star Wars as Mon Mothma. Oh, wow! You remember she had that bob cut? Yeah. You know she was always at. I the, didn't even put the two the, and two together. She was always at the Senate meetings. Yes. So uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, she was a really good character as a semi love interest. Yeah. For um, Eric Bana. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, she really like pulled me in. Man, well, and that's the thing about this movie is the reason why I can easily tell it got such great reviews is because all the performances were so good. I, I was reeled into the story based on the acting, you know? Um, because on a surface level, the story doesn't really get deep no. until the actors pull you into it. Mm-hmm. And they just did a phenomenal job. And the thing is, with Australian films or foreign films, they don't get a ton of recognition. Mm-hmm. That is why I'm so excited to bring this to the audience today. Mm-hmm. Such a fun ride and really heartbreaking. It really is, especially um, when you get one of the reveals mm-hmm. involving the past yeah. homicide. Absolutely. That really was like, oh my God. Well, one thing that's very interesting is the title. So we know, you know, it's called The Dry, and the reason it's called The Dry is because there has been a drought in this town in Australia 
for like 300-something days. Yeah, for those who don't know, why uh, you may recall, I believe it was in January 2020, when Australia had just that horrendous wildfire that yeah. was ravaging the whole country. Yeah. And it's because they go so long on these droughts yeah. where there's just no rain yeah. whatsoever. I, I was a little curious, and maybe you picked up on something I didn't, mm-hmm. but I thought it would have played more of a role with it being the title and then them releasing an explanation about it in the very beginning, talking about how many days they've gone. And I understood one little small point towards the end, but it didn't justify the title to me. Um, I, I definitely get that. I... For one thing I understood about it is when it's that kind of dry and hot, it's going to really mess with people's minds. They're going to be at a different psychological state. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Because if you notice, everybody's always sweating, so everybody's always aggressive. But also, I think that was to really sell you on... A huge scene at the end, yeah, which I thought was shot beautifully. I, I really did too. Where you're like, "Look, this this is about to end this town yeah. if this happens." Yeah, it was. Oh man, the film was just spectacular, and I was very excited about it. I bought it before I even saw it because mm-hmm. I just had a good feeling about it. But I was so glad we got to go there oh, and watch Eric it. Man. Such a good film. So, uh, cheers rating. You know. um... So I always start at three. Yeah. I would give this one about a 3.8 with room to improve. So you said exactly what I was going to say. I would give it a 3.8 with easy potentially growth to a four. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't say higher than four. Right. It's just because... Once you kind of know things, yeah, the replay value isn't as high. Completely it is a agree. very slow-paced movie. Yes, and I mean the stories—they're very cool. Yeah, but they're not ones where you're like you're ready to relive it. Oh man, let me. Hey Jimmy, come here. Let's watch yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Know? But I mean, great acting, great cinematography. Like we said, there's this huge scene at the end that right. is just shot beautifully. Normally, I don't like slow-mo stuff. Yeah. But this one I thought really added to it because I so. like I thought so too because like your heart is pumping you're like if this thing happens that yeah. they're trying to stop like that's it that's absolutely. the town yeah absolutely I completely and agree. they mentioned that like look there's like 500 kids yeah. right there they're gone I completely agree it, what an experience man I just had a blast with it and um and I'd recommend it and for for people who are into crime mystery yeah. dramas. And they want a good twist with a really in-depth story. Run to go see this one. It's right up your alley. And I mean, it's on Prime. You can watch it. You can watch it on Voodoo. If you have Showtime or Showtime Anytime, you can watch it for free. Yeah. So definitely check it out if you like murder mysteries because yeah. I mean, you're getting two mysteries for a price of one. Absolutely. You're getting quality acting, quality made film. Yeah. You know, it just, it probably isn't going to be one you're going to add to your yearly rewatch. Yeah, but man, if you're looking for some detective work in a movie, that's a good one. And uh, one last thing to add, because this happens a lot of the times. In certain movies, the director only releases pieces of evidence 
for you to figure out as the movie's going along. But this director added pieces early on. Yeah. So you could actually put it together if you pay close attention. I, I didn't guess it. I didn't. But it's it can be done. Well, and to your point, they did um something he also did, or she, it was a he, right? Yes. Okay. Something he also did is he told you something early and then kept repeating it. Yes. And then he would explain it finally, like yeah. shooting rabbits. Yep. Mm-hmm. They kept saying this phrase, oh, we were out shooting rabbits. Yeah. And you're not really sure because everyone, when it's said, they like have this visceral reaction. Yeah. And you're oh, not really that sure was, why. And then finally, that was a they cool explain reveal. it. Absolutely. And you're like, oh, man. Guys, like I said, you know, the 3-8, we, we both stand by it, but easily could have room to improve on thinking on it, and it's a real fun ride. Well, you know what's a real fun ride is just thinking of the great history of Australian cinema. Yeah. You know, dating all the way back to 1906, Mm -hmm. the story of Kelly Gang, which some consider the the world's first feature film. This was filmed in Australia. Oh, wow. And they even started filming stuff back in 1896. So funny because they just released the new movie, the history of the Kelly Gang yeah. last year. There you so, go. I mean, perfect, perfect way to tie that so, in. So, Trey, all I got to say is, you know, we decided let's do an Australian list. Now, here are the quali- koala. Yeah, qualifications yep. for an, what we are doing yeah. an Australian film. One, the film has to take place in Australia. Yes. Or, two, the film has to be filmed in Australia. So it may not necessarily be quote-unquote set in Australia, yeah. but if it was filmed there. And three, it could be Australian-directed. Yes. Uh-huh. Or four, it could be heavily Australian-acted. Yeah. You know, like Nicole Kidman, your Hugh Jackman, right. stuff like that. So we have a lot of qualifications yeah. that it could be. So, Trey, using all that, what would your five Australian films be? So, at number five, one movie I just believe does not get enough love, mm-hmm. it's called The Hunter. The Hunter. It has got Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. And... I know this movie. He is trying to catch a creature that is hardly ever seen. Well, on record, it went extinct. Yeah, exactly. A thylacine, better known as the Tasmanian tiger. Exactly. The only carnivorous marsupial. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. The only carnivorous. Well, it... Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but... The ending payoff. There was something about it that just really spoke to me. It's a well-made movie. I love the movie. And it was really fun to see Willem Dafoe in that role. Oh, Willem. I mean, is there a role he does bad? No. There really isn't, man. He's captivating in every sense hey, of the word. don't tell him that or he'll go lighthouse on your ass. <laughs> so at number four, just because it has to be on there, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, T-Roy. You cannot have a list without Crocodile Dundee mentioned one way or the other. T-Roy. At number three, The Rover. Yeah. I, I expected this to be on the list. I love The Rover so much. And yet again, a movie that has an ending with such a payoff. Tell people a little bit about The Rover. 
The rover... Because when you hear that title, you, yes. know, you don't know which way it's going to go. So the rover is uh, set in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. Um, they are running low on natural resources, yeah. water, very Mad Max style. But think of a toned down Mad Max. Yeah, very toned down. Closer not... to like Book of Eli. Yeah, I would say Book of Eli level, exactly. And the main protagonist is Guy Pierce. Yeah, and good actor. you... Just know early on it's about some bandits that steals a car from him and in this in this, you know, world, uh resources are very precious, so he goes to all lengths to get his car back. Yeah. Um and it's as simple as that, but the payoff it is very deep. When you find out why he wanted the car, yeah. Like great payoff. Oh, amazing payoff. And Great trailer. One yeah. of the best trailers I've ever seen um, for a, for an indie film. I absolutely loved it. Um, at number two, The Nightingale. I knew that was going to be on your list. That This guy is... Knew it. There is not a movie that has been harder to watch than The Nightingale. Jennifer Kent, Australian director, knocks it out of the park. She tells a really interesting story... Um, of revenge, mm-hmm. and you are just on a journey with the female protagonist, and it is exciting. I'm still working on working myself up enough to watch it. Yeah, it's it's a tough watch because Trey, you know, Trey watches some dark shit. Yeah, so when he's like, "Dude, let me tell you, <laughs> it's gonna be tough to it, get through." It is very tough. She makes this movie feel like you're in it. You're not watching it, you know. Um, but such a well-done film, and everything Jennifer Kent touches, very well-received. Which brings me to number one, The Babadook. Very nice. The Babadook is one of the best horror films I've ever seen. It's amazing. They take... They do something you never see. They take a child-mother love story, coming-of-age, you Mm -hmm. know, um, drama... And turn it into a horror movie with happy implications. And, and it's a story about grief. Yeah. You know. It's a story about love and grief. Yeah. And, and do you want to die? Absolutely. That little kid, man. I just, I don't know of a movie that's quite like it. That's true. And I'll tell anybody, if you watch it in the right setting, soundbar up like Dude. we did... That oh. movie will creep you out. Dude, that's a creepy-ass movie. It really is. Especially your first watch. First watch, And movie. especially when you first get the... Bah, bah, yes. Duh. And they did such a good job With so writing little. the story. Yes. So yes. little. But, um, and uh, yet again, guys, Jennifer Kent. Jennifer Kent. If you haven't seen any of these movies, put her on your radar. She's a top Sheila. She is fantastic. Top Sheila. <laughs> so what's yours, buddy? All right. So, at number five is Rogue. Oh, you know, really? Rogue. It has our girl from the Crazies. Yeah. It has Sam Richardson. Interesting. And simple enough, it's about giant crocodile. Yeah. I mean, I have watched and owned like every alligator crocodile movie. Yeah. Just love them. You yeah. know, shark movies love those. Absolutely. The good and the bad. But Rogue's pretty good because. 
I mean, this thing is just a beast. It's eating oh. people left and right. Absolutely. I mean, Sam Richardson, you look at this and you're like, oh, well, he's a top bloke. He's going to make it. Yeah. And then it's like, Ugh. you know, I know, he might not <laughs> just I throwing know, it man. out there. I know. So number four, and this one's just so Trey will give me crap. And also, I love this man is Babe. <laughs> Babe the Pig, for those who don't know. <laughs> it is a classic. Was filmed in Australia, which makes sense when yeah. you look at the sheep. Yeah. And think of it like that. You know, filmed in Australia, it's considered an Aussie film. Absolutely. Babe the Talking Pig. Yeah. You know, that'll do, Pig. That'll, that'll do. do, yeah. Great little movie. Just, you know, good little movie. It was. Uh, it was part of a lot of our generation's childhood. So, mm-hmm. this next movie actually knocked... The Babadook off my list. Really? Because this movie and me have a history. I'm actually in there watching it right now. Like, I had to pause it for this. That is The Beast. Oh. The Beast is based off seen that a one. book by Peter Benchley. Okay. For those who know Peter Benchley, he's amazing aqua horror author. You know, Jaws was Peter Benchley. The Creature... The Creature. Which, phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, about a hybrid shark human. But the way they did the hybrid is so creepy. Oh, dude. So creepy. Animatronics. But, um, and of course, Jaws. Yeah. And he actually wrote the Jaws movies, like Uh all the scripts. I didn't know that. He was directly involved. And, um, but The Beast, it is a, just like Creature, it's a miniseries, you know, okay. just two movies combined, and it's about a giant squid that's attacking mm. this small town. Oh. And then shit really hits the fan, because they finally kill the giant squid, and it's 50 feet long, only to find out it's the baby. Oh, my God. And then God. you have this, like... 80 foot mother oh my who's coming and unleashing hell on this town and it's called the beast the beast phenomenal how movie how has this slipped under my radar Dude, man so good and um the lead character is old boy from uh csi oh yeah i forgot uh what his name is but um he has the beard yeah you know the white guy with the beard oh yeah he's in like csi yeah he's the lead character but the beast Love it. Make sure to check it out. Golly. Number two is Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Yes. You know, the world unfortunately lost Steve Irwin, but he at least has this goofy little... Yeah. I gotcha. He at least has this goofy little movie that, you know, it's Crocodile Hunter trying to solve this, like, espionage mission. absolutely. And it's just good fun. (laughs) But, um, what's his name? William William Peter. Peterson. Yeah, William Peterson. That's who we were talking about, the guy with the beard. Yep. And then my number one, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, man. I mean, when you think of Australian, you think of Mick. You call that a knife? This is a knife. Bro, Crocodile Dundee, and, man. Although I will say, I put the first one as number one on my list, but my favorite is L.A., just because I think L.A. just has a lot of... It Wait, was the one that I that always Is that the second rented. one? I think it's the third one. Because I no, love... Yeah, it's the third one. Because there's Crocodile Dundee. I think the second one's New York. New York. And then the third one's L.A. So, 
LA's one where he is the um he is working on the film set, right? Yes. Okay, that was a good one. And that was the one that was always when I rented a movie. Yeah. They never had the first two. Yeah. So I love the second one the most, mm-hmm. I think, even though the first is the most iconic. Mm-hmm. Because I love when he goes to New York. Because they have that funny scene where they're all piled in the car. They go to Wendy's. And then he's like, oh, sorry, Wendy. Someone else just hopped in the car. We need four other cheeseburgers. But it was just two people. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the most iconic lines. And I love when he does the stare down yeah. with like, the pigs. Have you seen the new Crocodile Dundee, by the way? The one that just came out with him in it? With Paul Hogan? Yeah, Paul what? Hogan, yeah. They, it's, what? Yeah, absolutely. There, no way. Uh-huh. There. I, th- I think we saw it at um, Walmart together. Paul Hogan. Mm-hmm. Crocodile Dundee. With his... He was born in 1939. Oh, my God. So in New South Wales, Australia. He's three years older than my dad. Oh, shit. That's pretty old. Mm-hmm. Is this it? The very excellent Mr. Dundee? Yep. Dude, L.A., just for reference, Crocodile Dundee, L.A. was 2001. Yeah. Oh. Paul Hogan. Hmm. Interesting, right? We'll have to give it a go. Yeah. Man, good list, though, buddy. Good great, list to you. Too right. Too right. <laughs> well, guys, we are at the end of another episode. You know how we do. We get in here. We give you the goods. Absolutely. We leave. Sometimes we go a little long. Hey. Sometimes like this, you get a nice little snacky snack. Absolutely. But if you like this, let us know. If you don't like this, let us know. If there's something you want us to watch, let us yeah, know. Yeah, please let us know. So many ways you can do it. Check it out. Look for us on Pod Page. Toast a film. That'll give you all the socials. Or you can go to Twitter, at film underscore toast. You can go to Instagram, a toast a film, all one word. You can email us directly, bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. And that's how the cookie crumbles. That's how it crumbles, guys. But guys, we just appreciate you all and want to wish you a good night. And good viewing.